This is a Lip Media Podcast. Oh, hello chickens. It's the fabulous Adam Richard. We're going back to the 60s, but with animation from 2020. (laughs) This is my theories. Chickens, fabulous Adam Richard here, and we are up to episode two of The Faceless Ones. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, so it's a Patrick Troughton story. Uh, it's a cartoon, an animation over the uh, missing episode footage. This one, there we don't have the original episode to look at. It's all gone missing. Um, uh, I have to say, I love Martin Garrity's character designs. They are spectacular. Uh, he drew the comic strip in Doctor Who uh, magazine for a very long time. I think he still does occasionally draw it. So... Um, yeah, really, really good stuff. Like, since the Paul McGann Doctor, I think he's been drawing it, maybe even before. Um, but, yeah, really crisp and clean artwork, really nice. Uh, so, oh, also, the other thing I love about this story is the jangly, jangly Doctor Who theme. <laughs> so, before this series, this like, so we're in season four now. Um, the first couple of stories, maybe the first three stories of season four were William Hartnell and then uh, uh, Patrick Troughton took over. So this is Patrick Troughton's third or fourth, maybe fourth story. But they did like 50 episodes a year. Like, I know, it's a season was a long time. Um, <laughs> you thought you thought me doing five podcasts a week is crazy. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the music has changed just slightly. Because it used to just go... <laughs> but now it goes ding ling 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 ling. Uh, yeah, that's me doing the theme music without breaching copyright. Um, <laughs> so, recap from last episode. It wasn't much of a cliffhanger. We just got to see a spooky alien, but that's that was that was freaky in the sixties. Also, they didn't really do many um, contemporary stories. Like the first one, I think, had been the War Machines. Uh, 
which had which was a a William Hartnell episode, which was only a few stories earlier. Um, so yeah, there haven't really been many, and that's when Ben and Polly both came on board the TARDIS. Uh, so they haven't they haven't really gone back to modern Britain. So this is a very much a change of pace for Doctor Who. Uh, the fact that we're running around an airport in you know, well, nineteen sixty. Six sixty-seven. Um, uh, anyway, uh, so we get to see an alien uh, in the medical centre, um, and the space creature is wearing future clothes. <laughs> I love future clothes. <laughs> um, now we we also have Polly turning up, uh, not knowing who the doctor is at immigration, and. She's like, oh, this is my very first visit to England. So, of course, I don't know this. But she's the most English accent of all time. Uh, not a trace of Swiss. And then the doctor questions her on it. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> she's like, I had an English governess. I'm like, oh, of course you did. Um, and then Jamie says, she saw the murder. Uh I love when Scottish people say murder. It is, it's like Taggart was also inspired by Doctor Who. Like... Yesterday it was Outlander. Today it's Taggart. Uh, did you ever watch Taggart? Am I the only person? I used to love Taggart. <laughs> I mean, that was when I was living in the UK in the early 90s. And Taggart was my favourite show because there'd always been a merda. Um, and it was such a good show that they went on after Taggart died. Uh, they went on for a few years, even after the lead actor died. Bless. Um, so she saw a murder. Uh, then they're back in the medical centre. And the, the doctor, it's a female doctor. I know, very, very progressive for the 60s. Um, she puts Nintendo Wii controllers on the alien uh, and whoever that other bloke is in the bed. And then the alien's face starts changing to the other guy. Um, the, the Doctor and Jamie run off uh, from whatever's happening in immigration and then they're hiding behind giant newspapers, which Jamie is reading upside down. And there's a Cliff Richard magazine behind them. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> then the Doctor spends a lot of time explaining what chameleons are to Jamie so we can all understand the chameleon tour's business and the face-changing malarkey. Um, so then we see that there's two of those blokes and he works in air traffic control. And apparently the Nintendo controller on his wrist helps him with his English talkings. Um, and then Polly's working for Chameleon Tours now and filling in forms like she's at Centrelink. Uh, a lot of forms need to be filled in there. Uh, I don't know if you've tried to do the Centrelink thing while you're uh, off work at the moment with this whole coronavirus craziness, but uh, Lord applying for the dole is way more complicated than I remember in the old days. Although that could be because I own a house now. <laughs> I'm just I'm I've got a deadline for something so I I've, I've put the Centrelink forms on hold. Um so the alien goes into air traffic control so we get to see Jean again. I love Jean. She's gorgeous. Uh and the commandant who's fun and now a police detective with a with a pipe uh whose mate was the dead body from the last episode. Um a lot of people explaining who they are and why they're there. I love it. <laughs> It's like, I'm a policeman and I'm looking for the dead policeman. Yes, yes. Um, police detective, not policeman. Um, uh, then Ben and Jamie and the doctor hide out in the photo booth, uh, which is hilarious. I used to love those photo booths. They had one at Flinders Street when I was a kid and we used to always go there. When I was in high school, we'd like, you'd, because Flinders Street's like in Melbourne is the main train station. So to go anywhere else, you have to go to Flinders Street and then go somewhere else. Um, so we would always go and take our photos at the photo booth in Flinders Street. See, in the old days, young people, 
we didn't have cameras all the time and we certainly didn't have phones on us and so we didn't have cameras on our phones on our person so you had to go to Flinders Street to get your photo taken uh, with your mates um so uh Jamie's watching Polly continuing to do her endless paperwork like she's applying for Centrelink uh and then Shirley Valentine turns up looking for her brother um, I know that's not her name, it's just Pauline Collins, the actor who played Shirley Valentine, who was also in the first couple of seasons of Upstairs, Downstairs. Uh, and she's come from Liverpool, which was big in the 60s, because the Beatles were from there. Um, so And Cilla Black. Uh, so Jamie then meets the Scouser, and they have like a little flirty chat, and then the Doctor pops in to see Jean in the Commandant again. <laughs> They've got to use that set. Um, <laughs> then he says, "I'm going to blow you all to smithereens," and throws a stress ball at, him, at the Commandant. It's very stupid. Um, then Polly closes the kiosk. She wasn't doing much than filling paperwork. There were no customers. Uh, <laughs> just like backwards and forwards to, to nothing in this episode, really. Uh, ben starts fiddling around in the warehouse and he finds Polly in a, a box. So, I don't know, is she the original Polly and the one in the Chameleon Tours is the copy or is the copy in the... But I don't know. Anyway, one of them's a copy, clearly. Um, then the Doctor's having a fiddle about in the kiosk looking for Polly and he sees Ben on the telly getting knocked out. And then the police detective with the pipe, who also seems to be looking for old mate Liverpool's brother, uh, he's having a chat with the immigration guy you know, the one who goes, oh, it's going to be one of those days. You know, him. Um, then the doctor goes to the hangar and he's found the knockout spray that they used to knock out Ben. And the <laughs> Jamie and uh, the Scylla Black wannabe uh, managed to see the revelation of the pre-stamped postcards. <laughs> More philatelic mystery. Oh, the stamps and the postcards. It's really not a good plan. Um, what if someone doesn't send their postcard? Uh, then Pipe Cop finds Jamie and the Scouser uh, and uh, our mate Lady Briggs. Um, then the Doctor finds the air traffic control guy in the the suitcase. No, he's not in the suitcase. In the big case thing, like Polly was in the case. So the the guy that we saw at the start of the episode being duplicated. And then he hears someone say they're suffocating, so he goes into the office to see who it is, and he gets locked in by a mysterious futuristic sliding door. They didn't have sliding doors in the 60s. Um, and then there's gas coming out of a hidden vent, and the episode ends. The Doctor is going to be gassed to death. Ah, It's... um. This episode, does, it does feel like a lot of treading water. Like, at least we get some advancement on the stamps business. <laughs> the, the dramatic stamps. <laughs> and uh, we also uh, get to meet, um, you know, a new potential companion. Because uh, <laughs> she's got quite a lot of spunk, our friend from Liverpool. Um but yeah, Polly's Polly's gone missing into the back of the kiosk. No one knows where she's gone. Uh, this, I, look, I'm sure the next one will be more exciting. It's just, it just, I mean, it's the '60s. I know pacing was uh, necessarily slow because they're like, okay, we're going to film three scenes in this room and three scenes in that room, and that's all the time we've got. Uh, all right, the next one, uh, episode three, is tomorrow. This is a six-parter, so this obviously is 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.